0: Alan Jerry, no guests, no calls, and
1: no real content. All right, that's sort of true. We might even take calls. I don't know, but there will be no guests in this hour. What is up? It is December 31st. It is the morning of New Year's Eve. It is great to have you with us. Al Dukes is lazy. He is off. Good for him. Enjoy the time. He will be back on Monday as we start a new year. Looking forward to that. And so, this morning, we round out the new year with the man, the myth, the legend. His name is Chris Lepresti in the other studio. Chris, what is up? Good morning. Got to make sure we leave Al's headphones alone so Mrs.
2: Dukes doesn't uh, get suspicious like she did yesterday with Sal.
1: I did find that amusing. Although, I, again, I wasn't aware that Al had the red headphones, but so be it. That's was fine. I. Uh, I, I will tell you, don't take offense to this. This is one of those days, though, I wish I was here, because of, I mean, I would love to get his take on the teens that attacked that car yesterday, not all that far from here, which was, did you see this video yesterday? A little
2: bit, and I did see his tweet about it, so I know he weighed in uh, social media-wise.
1: What did he, I did not see the tweet.
2: Uh, You'll have to allow me a moment to pull that up, Jerry. How did you not not have that ready? set the scene, because I didn't know you were going to bring it up in the open.
1: It's his show. It's teens. This is like right up his alley in a bad way. Yes. Yes. I, don't, it, I tell you, there are certain things you see that you just you shake your head, and I guess I shouldn't be surprised anymore, but this is this is one of those right out of the book of what are you guys thinking? Talking about
2: the bike gang, yes? Yeah. Yes. So he uh, retweeted the New York Post story, and he said, NYC, not my kind of town.
1: Well, me neither. Yeah. I mean, I, what in the hell is going on? You may, We may never see him here again. He might. That's a good he, point. He bought that place down in Bradley Beach, and when he bought it, he fully anticipated, you know, coming back to work. It wasn't like, hey, I'm never going back. I'm going to move to. He literally has a retirement place now.
2: Oh yeah, he's good to go. He he's is in a primo
1: spot. He's got the backdrop, the photo that I sent him. It looks like he's in the control room. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, man. Yesterday was really one of those days. I mean, you talk about a what a way to end the year. That's fitting. That's pretty much the
2: way the year's gone. Yeah, it does kind of sum it up, I would agree.
1: Really sad. And I don't know if you read the story. I imagine you did or you did not.
2: In full, no. Honestly, I saw it come through while I was working the other job yesterday. Right. And I saw Al's tweet, and I did not circle back to read the entire thing. So
1: to make the story even worse for these poor people that were attacked by this, I think it was like 16 teenagers. Crazy. Uh, Yeah, I think all between... I think all between the ages of 14 and 16. something. Well, like, the whatever. headline is 15-year-old arrested. Well, he was arrested, yes, yes. He was from Queens. The, to make the story worse, reading it, it was a man and his 70-something-year-old mom Ugh. who had just dropped off donations. <laughs> I, mean, good lo- I mean, good Lord. Really, just awful. So that was, you know, listen, let's get that out of the way and let's try and think good things because there are some good things that we can discuss. Let's and, hope so. Well, I just spilled my coffee. That's not. Good. That's not a good thing. Um, also where did to go? You, you, you want to talk? You want to talk Nets basketball? Here's what I would like to do today, and I think I'm going to surprise Sal Licata. I want to get Iron Eagle on the fan. Oh yeah, I'm actually interested in talking to Iron because last night was another one of these games where. It was a lot of good. The Nets wind up winning. I thought they would blow out the Hawks. The Hawks are certainly better than I thought. They got a lot of shooters, for yes, sure. Yes, they do, and they were hot from the field last night. So they win 145-141. In regulation. <laughs> in regul Well, I mean, hell, I actually turned the game on. Uh, I went to—I forgot it started, and I was doing something at home. And so I turned the game on, and I it was start of the second quarter. I think it was 41-38, Dude, I think. There was, yeah, was 79 points in the first quarter. It was unbelievable. And so— <laughs> Here's the good part of it. There was a lot of good. Kevin Durant, this guy, if he stays healthy, and you know what, watching him from afar and only watching him on national games, you knew he was a great player. The way he elevates and shoots over people is just, and I mean from everywhere on the court. It's fun to watch. So you see him, you see Kyrie. They really played well in the fourth quarter. But the lack of defense in the NBA, and I know this is probably a joke to most people because it's been discussed many times. The lack of defense in this league is, like, I guess my question to Ian would be, or Chris Carino or Tim Capstraw, Sarah Kustak, all these people that are there every night. Like, do they enjoy the game the way it's being played right now? I mean, they sound like they do. Well, I mean, listen, but there's no doubt it doesn't lack fun plays. Yes. But at the end of the day, I went back. I did this because I was I was curious. So the three point shot was adopted in the NBA in 1979. So it's been around a long time now. Now, thank you, Ed, for the napkins. Now, I would not have anticipated a lot of three shot early. I, that's you know it was a new thing. So I get that. But to look at the progression of the three point shot, because clearly we've been talking about it a lot lately. So in 1980, I thought this was interesting. I went and I went back to like Nick logs, season logs. Wow, you did this this morning. Yeah, it uh, took five minutes. So I pulled up 1980, 2000, 2010, just to kind of see the progression. I actually stayed away from the 90s because I figured, I mean, hell, those games were played 72 to 65. So I didn't even bother with that. So a November 1980 game in which the Knicks wound up winning 116-110. So you would agree a fair amount of points. Yeah, decent score. Sure. How many three-pointers do you think were shot? Um, Granted, new rule, I get it. But still. Under 20. Yes, definitely under 10. Under 10? Two. Two. <laughs> two for the game. The Knicks beat the Warriors 116 110. The Knicks shot two three pointers. The Warriors did not attempt one. That's amazing. Wow. November of 2000. The, and then this one's weird to me. I picked a low scoring game because I figured there'd be no three pointer shot. The Knicks won, I uh, rather, Atlanta beat the Knicks 78 74. How many three pointers? 22. Close, 30. November 2010. This is another good one because the Knicks wind up winning. I don't – I can't write down who it was. It might have been the Clippers. They win 124-115. A lot of points. How many threes? Now, only 10 years, 10 years ago now.
2: Based. I mean, you kind of, I think, tipped your hand a little bit with your wording. I imagine this is going to be a lower
1: number. You're waiting for a guess. Yeah, I'm waiting for a guess. Yeah. Uh, 18. 39. Oh, okay. So a little more. Now – how many threes were shot in the Nets Hawks game last night? Well, I'm looking at the box scores, so I know the answer. Ed, how many threes in the Nets Hawks <laughs> game last night uh, I'm gonna go with seventy nine. Not very, bad. Very good guess, but you're low. 87 three-pointers were shot last night. How about 199 field goal attempts, period, in the game? It's unbelievable. <laughs> it really
2: so, is. It used to, so you were under 50%. We talked about this yesterday morning, depending on the game. So there was 40, almost 44% of the, of the attempts in this game were threes. And they were just going up and down the court, back
1: and forth, both teams. A million shots put up in the game. Yeah. And guys just don't defend. Now, there are... Listen, there are times when Jared Allen is going to swat a shot away. DeAndre Jordan's going to block a shot. There's no question about that. And I'm not saying it's completely void of the game. But my God, it, it it's just like you're watching a game in slow motion. And it's just, oh, there's a guy who's wide open by 15 feet. <laughs> and the th- here's the other thing. And now this is the part where I sound hypocritical because I am in awe of the talent at the same time. There was a three-pointer last night. Was it Joe Harris or was it uh, Lawu Cabrera? I forget. One of those guys. It might have been Landry Shamet. I don't even know. Now, the three-point line is, I think, is it 23-9, 23-10, So let's call it 24 feet in the NBA. Not the corners, but the rest of the three-point line. They're 24 feet away. There was one that was Steph Curry-like. It had to have been 32 feet. And no worries. We'll drain it.
2: Well, I I think that's the difference when you just go through the timeline of whatever, 10-year differences. I think it just becomes such a a niche thing that they put so much time and effort into practicing it, right? The repetitions of oh, practice, and you saw it in the Steph Curry video that went viral, whatever that was last week, right? And that goes on in these. I mean, if you've ever been to an NBA practice, you know, covering it media wise, these guys just even after team practice is over, stick around and, and they shoot, just shoot and, and shoot, shoot and yeah. shoot until you know you would think they get blisters on their hands. It's crazy.
1: Yeah. No, you're. I'm. When I was at Ohio State last week with Rutgers, Ohio State won the game. And afterwards, we're doing the post game show, one of the kid and I, I don't know who it was because he didn't have his jersey on, and it wasn't one of the kids that had like a recognizable haircut. He <laughs> came out with one of the team managers on the far side of the court and just started hoisting threes from a specific spot. Yeah. And it was like, man, you just warmed up. You had a shoot around earlier today. You just played a game. And he was out there. I mean, we were on for 30 minutes. He never left. We left before he did. Yeah. So he must have put up another two hundred shots minimum. Practice makes perfect, right? It does. The more repetition, you
2: get comfortable from certain distances, certain spots. When you get in the game, and you've got that split second
1: decision to put it up there, it's something that you've done many times on the practice. And that's where I kind of get caught. You know, it's like I really do admire the talent, but at the same time, I don't know. There are I just I find myself watching the game, and I'm bored by it at at the same time. Yeah, I know it's hypocritical. I get it, but I don't. I don't. Know, I don't know how I feel about
2: it, and that's why. And I think I said this yesterday. It's hard for me to get through an entire game. Now, last night was a different situation where I was I was by myself, and it was kind of a standalone thing. You know, the Knicks weren't on. Right. I didn't have that much interest in the college football game. You know, I checked it on that a little bit. So I pretty much saw the entire. I think I fell asleep right at the end of the net hawk game. I'm okay. a, sh- a little a little, little hazy on when that actually was, but I did watch the ebbs and flows of this game. Um, and yeah, a, lo- a lot of back and forth wide open looks, a million shots put up, and not much defense played. I think in the Nets case, and maybe this is simplifying it too much, but you know, with two veteran guys in Durant and Irving who are obviously the keys to them going deep in the playoffs and the fact that they've both dealt with injuries, I think you're going to see some, forget the load management of them sitting out entire games, but as far as defensive intensity goes early sure. in the season, you're probably not going to see a lot of that just for the sake of, Having them hold up over the course of the season.
1: Well, I'll tell you this too. You know, they come out of the game in the first quarter, and Nash goes to the second unit. And I this I saw because I got to the game in the second quarter last night, so I was watching the first quarter this morning. And it's really interesting how he pulls. I think it was all five, and he puts the second unit in, and they don't. They really don't skip a beat. I mean, you had, and I wrote this down because there was. Were you on the game when Levert looked like he was like blind? I, I was on—I watched from the start, and again, I, I fell asleep see the, late fourth quarter. Okay, so did you see the sequence? I think it was three shots in a row. <laughs> yeah. He missed—like, he missed the rim twice. I think Ian actually said at one point
2: he just laid a brick off the backboard.
1: Yeah, he had a—so he, uh, he's got a runner and a short little jumper that both of them just— it was—I don't know. It was like he was seeing double rims, and he shot at the wrong rim. Yep. And then on the following sequence— he has an it was either a 3 or just inside the 3 point line and he was open and he missed and he hit the bottom part of the backboard to the left. Yeah, I think that was that was the one Ryan had. I made oh, the comment about the break. That, I yeah. mean that was that was weird. So he goes 4 for 13. Beyond him, this to me is really interesting. You got Allen, Green, Shamit, and Prince. They wind up this number is incredible. 18 of 20. Yep. Combined. I think in some At some point in the, in
2: that second quarter, they made reference of how the bench already had 30 points.
1: Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, so if you can spell them and you're going to get production like that, I tell you, this is where you go to the depth of the team. You lose Dinwiddie, but you still are, you're 8, 9, 10 deep. This team is, if they can stay healthy, at least... And the way they look now, that they really are going to be tough to beat as the season goes on. So fun to watch on one hand. On another hand, I look at it and I'm disgusted. So I understand. I'm not really sure how I feel. One other one before the break. And by the way, Chris Lepresti would like to take your calls in the middle segment, 877-337-6666. We will take a couple. We're not going to go nuts, but we'll definitely take a couple calls for sure. How about now, years back, I could be wrong, but you would know this better than I because you have the mind for this. Years back, I believe it was Mike. That said a woman will never be a head coach in any professional men's professional sports league, correct? Yes, I believe he did say that at some point, yes. And and I do think at one I do think Becky Hammond will be the next head coach of the Spurs. Could be wrong, but I do believe that'll be the case. And last night, she is the top assistant. She did coach the team after Greg Popovich was ejected from the game. And the was it the Lakers they played? They wound yes. up losing the game 121 107. And I think this is actually a really cool thing, most notably because of the reaction and the comments from the players post game on the both res- sides and the respect they show. Mm-hmm. And I think it's awesome because I do think she's got a great chance to be the next head coach of the Spurs.
2: Yeah, especially. You know, Tim Duncan joined that staff and then stepped away, so he's not in the picture anymore. And she's been there she's been there for, what, 13 years now? So she's a Popovich guy. Obviously, he's got a lot of say, and at some point when he does step aside, you would think she'd very much be in the mix.
1: No, no question. Is it 13 years? I think it is. I thought I think that's what I
2: read this morning. I thought she
1: said seven. Maybe it was since oh, 2007. Oh, you Either know way. No, you, you could be right about that. I can double check. Either way, she certainly put her time in. And she's, you know, she's one. She's got a great resume. She knows the game. Good for her. You know what? I hope it works out for her. And I do think, I don't know. And have you noticed Popovich? He looks like Giannotti. I know. He's got the long hair going in the back there. You're yeah. 100% right
2: about like that. Like if yeah. we
1: could photoshop black hair on him, Popovich and Giannotti separated at birth with the mullet and the long hair. <laughs> That's actually pretty funny. By the way, you were right. I, I, yeah, I don't know. I think it's 13, 2013
2: stuck in my head because she was still playing as of 2014. So,
1: yeah, so that wouldn't make much sense. Yeah. So seven years with the Spurs. Last night she coached, I think it was a full half and maybe a little more than that. Either way, she was the head coach for the Spurs after Popovich was ejected. All right, we're just getting started. It's the warm-up show, New Year's Eve morning. It's been an odd year. There's no question about that. I have a couple of things we're going to do throughout the morning uh, when Sal comes in. I'll throw a couple at you on the other side as well. And then uh, your calls too. I have one thing that I'm going to need help with. I'm not sure if I should do it with phone calls or Twitter. I'm looking for, and think about this, I don't want to put you on the spot, I'm looking for the greatest moments from our sports teams in 2020. It is not easy. It's a short list. It is a short list. Now, I have, out of the nine professional teams, I came up with one, two, three, I came up with five. The Mets, the Knicks, the Nets, the Giants, the Rangers. I can't seem to come up with one for the Yankees. The Jets, holy hell! Um, the Islanders are devils. So we'll Can't go, go with one for the Islanders. They played in the Eastern Conference Final. Yeah, but they didn't. I don't know. I, I okay. Now, if you told me they went to the Stanley Cup Finals, you win the conference. Yes. I mean, it was as far as they had been in. Okay. So Twice then, now, all right, fine, the, right? Good. Then you gave me the one for the Islanders. Fine. A run to the conference finals. That's fine. I need help on the other ones. Think about it. We'll come back and talk about it in a moment. And again, your calls for Lepresti, if you so choose. We'll see how popular he is coming up on the other side. It's the warm-up show until 6 here on The Fan.
0: eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love,
1: Ah, three doors down. A good one. Kryptonite, 525. Nice to have you with us as we uh, put a bow and just stomp on 2020, which is fine. Uh, for me, did you come up with anything during the break there, Chris? Yeah. By the way, Al's off. He'll be back on Monday. Go ahead.
2: All right, so I covered you on the Islanders. Yeah. First conference I'll final take in seventeen years. Okay. I think I
1: think that uh, that's, that's fine. That's fair.
2: Yep. Now as far as the Yankees go, you know, obviously weird season baseball wise and they were disappointing in the playoffs again. But I went back and took a look. They did have that ten game win streak in September, which included a three-game sweep of the Blue Jays at the stadium where they scored a million runs. I'm counting it up right now. They had 43 runs in the three games, but in the finale, they beat uh, Toronto 10-7. That was the game where they hit five home runs in the same inning.
1: Okay. I would so You know what? Up? I would take that. that says, so that was a sweep and five home runs. Okay, done. Yeah. So that's good. Five home runs in one inning, huh? Yeah, tied to Major League record. Why don't I remember that? I should. I, I didn't don't.
2: until I saw it, and I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Was it's... that the
1: game in Buffalo,
2: or was that no, at, the at the stadium? No, it Stanton was at the stadium. Stanton hit an opposite, opposite field bomb into the bleachers in
1: right field, and it was just a moonshot. Because I remember when they played in Buffalo, they had the pudgy catcher the Blue Jays did that. Al loved but like that's his catcher. type of player. Rowdy Tellez. Yes,
2: look at, look at you, look at Rowdy Big Tellez. Zoo, that's exactly Yes, continues to show the greatness as Joe
1: would say. Good job by Big Zoo. Yes. All right. So the, we got the Yankees and the Islanders covered. I can, I can't come up with one for the Devils. I no. can't.
2: Well, I mean, right now with where they're at, there's not. There's really not much. I mean, listen. I'm sure there was an exciting game of overtime finish or something. You're asking the wrong guy. And you're then, looking for Devils highlights. I'm not your guy.
1: I don't what. P.K. Subban and Lindsey Vaughn, you know, they opted out of their relationship. That has yesterday. nothing to do with, with this list. Big Zoo, I brought I that up yesterday
2: that. when Jerry said, what else you got? And then he went right to break because he wasn't interested. I, it would be
1: whatever. I, I don't well, care
2: Well, because about you, if you recall, here's why it was interesting and notable. And I think we brought this up on the show. Perhaps I did on the day where you were out. Uh, I think it was last year sometime or maybe three years. I, I forget now. They were dating three years. But the the notable thing was that she proposed to him. And that got some headlines. So now they're no longer together.
1: Good crickets. Moving on. Well, but again, it's people's relationships. I Whatever. understand. Yes. All right. So, give me now. Can you possibly? Because I got to be honest with you. For the, the Jets. Jets, the deal would be for Jet fans. Gase being let go. That's not happening though until Monday at the earliest you would think, and we're into the New Year, so yeah. that does not count for 2020. I don't know where you go. Uh, you, what, beating? I can't say winning. No, the fans the don't. Fans don't into want the that. wins this year. No, uh, I don't so, know. Drafting Mackay Becton. Maybe. That's still, we'll see. Oh uh, Yeah, and you know what? He might be one of the greatest Jets of all time because he looks like he is in that way so far in his first year, but I it's def- their moment of 2020. I
2: would defer to Flegelman on this, and I maybe he could text one of us being the, it's a one tough the one, resident it? Jet fans. He would probably have a better answer for this than I would.
1: Like, the two of us legit can't come up with a great moment of the year well, for Well, how the could
2: you in a year where people were rooting know, for him to go 0-16? Oh, this is what I'm you know? saying.
1: So... So, you you have a full calendar year. Nothing. It's painful. Right. I mean, nothing for the Devils, nothing for the Jets. We'll see if Sal will put him on the spot and we'll see if he can come up with anything where yeah. there really is nothing. There's nothing. And so, maybe and we, we can tell him that we actually have one in mind. We'll see if he can come up with it. And really, <laughs> maybe. Uh, we have a call for you. Rob from Batavia. Yeah, he wants to talk to you on the warm up show. Rob, you're uh, joined by Chris Lepresti. What's up?
3: Well, I, I, listen, guys. The only thing, I got two things. First of all, I wish you guys would talk about the Buffalo Bills a little bit more, seeing as they are the only team no, in please. New York No,
1: They play in Canada, for God's sakes.
3: <laughs> you know what? There it's eight a-
1: hours away, dude.
3: I. You know what, though? On 9-11, people called me asking if I was okay. So, well, I called my country- family in
1: California to see if they were okay as well. Well,
3: most of the country thinks Buffalo is Not far from New
1: York. Nobody thinks Buffalo is not far from New York, except for people that are in Buffalo. Oh, dude, come on. It's literally eight hours in the car. I mean, it's closer to a bunch of other major cities than it is to New York. Let's think about what's closer to New York City than Buffalo. Baltimore? Absolutely. Boston? Philly? Pittsburgh? Portland, Maine? Yes, they are part of New York State. You're not wrong. But I'm sorry. When I think about New York teams, the Bills are... Let's put it this way. If the Bills win the Super Bowl, and they very well could, are we having a parade down the canyon of heroes for the Buffalo <laughs> Absolutely Bills? Absolutely not. No. no. Even in a non-pandemic year. That's not fair. Now, do I think we should talk about them? Yeah, because they're a damn good football team. Absolutely. And we got news yesterday they're going to put almost 7,000 fans in the seats for the playoffs. Yep. And I think that is awesome. And they're really good. But you can't call up and say they're a New York City football team. They're not. You know who's more New York City than them? Anybody within eight hours. I don't know that he said New York City. I think he just said New York. But Well, fine. But it I this mean, is they New are, York they're City, closer yes. to Canada than the Yeah, are here. Toronto,
2: Hamilton, Cleveland's closer.
1: Morgantown, West Virginia is closer. Yeah. Yes. I 100%. mean that's so I drove there, I guess it was three years ago. Maybe whatever it was. And I, you know, Compass gave me the option to fly or to drive. I'm like, you know what? I'll just get in the car and go. And I, I figured it'd be five hours. I, I didn't realize when I said I would drive. I got in the car. I mapped it. I'm like, holy hell, this is far. And then the drive home was worse because the game ends at 4 o'clock. Now I'm thinking, eh, five, five and a half hours. Okay, fine. Maybe six. The game will be over at 4, 4.30 in the car out of the parking lot by, let's say, 5. I get home by 11. I'm like, 2 o'clock in the morning. And I'm driving and driving. It's Please. Google Maps says if you left right
2: now, six hours and four minutes. Really? That's if you don't stop at all for gas or bathroom. Is that true? it took me eight miles. hours to get there. Did you hit some traffic maybe? Mm, went slow, took I the wrong remember. route. I don't
1: remember. I just remember it was exactly eight hours. Is that with or without tolls? What? that like, did you that avoid I'm looking tolls, oh, yeah. is Cielo looking at one that just uses them? I, I don't know, but offer, I, would have, I would have avoided accidents for sure. They
2: offer three route choices. They're all between six and six and a half hours. But hmm. again, that's no stopping for gas, bathroom, you know. Well, which, and, I,
1: and I did do that. Of
2: course, you have to. So that's true. So I guess miles.
1: if you go straight through, and you have a car that can go 400 miles, then yeah, all right, fine, yeah. six and a half hours. It's still far. Yes. Pittsburgh's still closer, because Pittsburgh's 545, I think. So... I, I, and I'm, you know what? I should not have hung up on him, but I don't, that, <laughs> I feel bad. That was terrible. Interesting.
2: Jay- it says Heinz Field from here, six hours and five minutes, 371 miles. I can miles. tell
1: you for sure that I got there in 545. All right. Because we went there for a Penguins game a few years ago. So you were humming. We were. Yes, we were. Jamie in New Jersey, you were on with the warm-up show on the fan. What's up, Jamie? I think he's going to answer our question.
3: Yeah, what's up, guys? How you doing. All right. So, uh. I think the highlight for the Jets this year—it uh, was actually overcome the very next week—but would be the Greg Williams cover zero blitz against the Raiders to have them lose that game. You know
1: what's so sad is I think you're right. Oh, he's definitely right. That is, you know what, Jamie, excellent job. I appreciate that. He's right because at, he, the, at the time, time it had, was, yes. Yeah. Yeah, so
2: then it got lost in the shuffle a little bit because of
1: what happened. But that's yeah. a good, but uh, at the same time, it's pathetic that that's what we're going to put on the list. Well,
2: of course, it's pathetic. But again, you with a franchise that was fans were rooting for them to go winless, it's gonna be the it's gonna be the opposite. It's not gonna be a moment that would normally get on your list, but because of the situation with them, you go the opposite. You
1: know why some would object to that? Why? You have no idea. No, because they lost. Cause, yeah, people like Joe who called. Remember the whole thing was we're gonna have Joe on, you know, with Craig and Evan, which was I think a lot of people were looking forward to it, and they thought Joe was gonna lose his mind. You have fans that were angry they lost the game. Yes, but the majority, I would say the opposite. I celebrated, I was jumping up and down in my living room. You know what? You're probably right. The, the far majority probably do, so I guess that is the moment. Unless Sal can come up with a better one. I'm
2: sure he can. I, I, he didn't I, even I know agree. the starters on his up... own
1: football team that's yesterday. A, so. That's a very good point. You're right. Uh, coming up on the other side, we've got a few more things we can do in terms of that. But also, we're going to get to a show review on the fan from yesterday, which I actually enjoyed. You had a couple of new shows that debuted, so we'll get Chris's take. I don't know if he was able to hear any I of them I heard it. a lot
2: of bull shows, yes. Great. I did too So in. we
1: will do that, plus another call maybe if you'd like, 877-337-6666. And then Sal Akata joins me at 6 here on The Fan. Before history is written,
3: Bobby the and the
1: it's played. Tonelli, the after, Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver,
3: it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN
0: Plus begins Saturday.
3: Al Jerry
1: now offering curbside delivery. Closing on 6 o'clock and the new year as well. Salicata joins me top of the hour. La Presti now. Warm-up show. Al will be back on Monday from his palatial condo (laughs) uh, staring at the Atlantic Ocean on Monday morning. So yesterday on The Fan, we had a couple of new shows. Now, I didn't catch all of both of them, but I caught a lot of both of them, if you will. And the first one was Colin Russo and Sonny Carton from 2 to 4. And then from 4 to 6, you had Chris McMonagall. And Tom Lugauer. Now, those guys are in the control room during Carton and Roberts. Also, um, Chris has been on the air for well over a year, I think, doing like Saturday nights and stuff like that. And for Tommy, um, I think this was his first time uh, doing a show. Yes, it was. Yes. First things first, you said you caught a lot of both of them. Yeah. I was very impressed by the knowledge of both Russo and Carton. Like, you know, I, I know they're in college and I guess when we were in college, we probably had it as well, but I know Sonny from the time he was, I guess not, I guess the time he was nine, eight, nine years old, I met him for the first time. And so I still, and I, and I saw him a couple of months ago and I was, man, the kids turned into a man, yeah. so I shouldn't be surprised, but I still think of like, I remember coming back from California for the Super Bowl. I flew back with a few people, including Craig's boys. And, like, I don't know, they were just two nice kids. And now to hear them on the radio, I was impressed. And Colin sounds like his father in he a does. lot of ways. And the knowledge from the two of them was pretty good. I thought they were
2: on the ball as far as their preparation went and and the topics that they covered. Absolutely. Everything was, you know, very, very timely. Um, they hit on a lot of the stuff that you probably would have heard Cardin and Roberts talking about. And I didn't feel that anybody set them up with that or that it was forced or anything like that. They came in and they broke down you know, things that were going on, whether it was the Jets, whether it was the Giants, touched on the Knicks a little bit. So, yeah, you could tell that these guys are big-time sports fans and locked in on what's going
1: on. Now, I think, you know, I, I do believe there's a lot of people that could talk sports for a couple of hours one for one time, but I felt like those two could have been on for five hours.
2: Yeah, and I tried to remind myself, you know, of course, you know, you're listening, it's Afternoon Drive, WFAN, and it's, it sounds a little bit different than what you're used to sure. hearing, but I'm trying to remind myself of where i was at and what i was doing as a freshman in college and at the time i don't think i even was doing any radio yet or if i was it was just in the very early stages and i certainly wasn't co-hosting or even hosting a show i was doing you know uh, an update here two minute minute here two minutes there and it was just a very different experience so to step into onto
1: this platform
2: on this station knowing how many people are listening and and be able to do what they did
1: i thought was very impressive it was outstanding absolutely and i like the the difference of colleges you've got sunny at miami where it's right. beautiful and then you got collins at wisconsin which is but is a gorgeous campus, but God, is it cold.
2: Right. And he and Craig asked him about that. And he basically said it was easy call for him because he wanted to go to a school that had both big time college football and college basketball. And he certainly has that with Wisconsin.
1: No doubt. And I love hockey because it's huge there, too. Oh, yeah? So, I mean, sure. there are a lot of different things he can do at Wisconsin. But I thought that was really good. And then you had the uh, McMonagall and Lou Gower show. And I'll tell you what struck me that and, and Tommy even said he wasn't. He did not sound even relatively nervous. Oh, no.
2: And I, and I wouldn't have expected that. Now, yes, it was his first time, quote unquote, hosting. The fact that he has a partner to work with in McMonagle, who he's known forever, and obviously they work together now uh, behind the glass with Carton and Roberts. Plus, you know, they both have on air aspects with that show. You hear from both of them quite it's different, a bit there inv- you know and It is different, but my point is it's not like it's the first time, you know, Tommy's ever turned on the mic here at the station. So I think there was a comfort level for him. He's also a guy, and and you know he has no trouble talking and filling time. No, he doesn't <laughs> shut up. sometimes. <laughs> right. So and That's and and, and, he, and he likes the little one liners and the jokes and whatnot. So it was an easy, I think, an easy spot for him to step in and feel comfortable and show off some of his personality. There were two.
1: Th- All right. In that way, there were two things that I thought was funny. You had Tommy drop the George Mikan reference early in the show, <laughs> right out of the, well, the the first sentence he had. Oh, what I think. are you doing? Yeah. And I can't think who it was, Colin had an old baseball reference and I'm blanking out on who it was right now. I'm not sure I caught that. And I'm thinking, my God, he's a chip off his dad's block. It was... Can I give you a little uh, inside
2: information? Yes. That's not really... It's it's harmless. It's not outing anybody. Yeah. So after I left here yesterday, I went and I worked at the other job at Sirius and I happened to be handling updates on Mad Dog's channel. And the way the setup is now, I have him in queue. Okay. So I got to hear a lot of his, you know, off the air banter about... Now, he obviously wasn't listening to the show live, but he was asking for updates. He was very engaged and wanting to know how it was going, curious about what sure. the reaction was and the comments were. And he did at one point say, he's like, he can really do this if he wants to do And man, it's scary how much he sounds like me.
1: He so does. He was a proud father yesterday. And he should be. Yes. It I w- was. Very I cool. was- there were times he sounded like his own person. There were other times you can hear the Russoism absolutely in his voice. Yeah, some of that style was there. Uh, the voice, some of, yeah. the, some of the
2: things he's like the thing I picked up on every every time they would they would hang up on a call. A good call, good call
1: from Joe. There, yeah, <laughs> dog does
2: that all the time, no matter what the person comes on and says. And his energy, yeah, absolutely, it was just
1: like Chris. But I thought the two of them did a really good job. Yeah, and for sure. As I said, the second show I thought too interesting was when Tommy mentioned McMonig. And all the different shows he's worked on. I don't know, did you catch that? Too? Yes, I
2: did. He called him the uh,
1: Edwin Jackson of WFAN. Which is true, <laughs> but I would also say that's probably the case for many of us. Yeah, like you've anchored for almost every show on the station.
2: Yes. And I think that's a little different because I'm a part timer who bounce. That's part of my gig is to bounce around from show to show. Um, whereas, you know, I think his point with C-Mac As a is a full timer. Yeah,
1: he's been involved full time well, on
2: multiple. Let's shows. see.
1: So Eddie has been involved full time with he's well, also Chris. been here since
2: 89. You know, it's a little different. Yeah. And Well, I'm just saying there's more of a body of work. Okay. C Max probably been here so for been half So he's been bounced around
1: more in a shorter time period. Yeah,
2: and that's that's nothing against him. I mean, if he continues that to work that here, that means they either like point, him a
1: lot or they really don't care for him, and they're trying to find a spot for him. Oh, C Max! Just kidding. Oh, no, it's a joke. Well, like, I know. Yeah. I'm kidding. Things have happened here to where there's been a lot of changes as we for know sure. over the last few years. Yeah. Who would be? I got to ask this the right way. Who would be the host or hosts that you enjoyed most but couldn't work with? Like you would have preferred more time with them. That's oh, a nice man. way to put it, right?
2: Uh, uh sure. Um, hmm, that I didn't. So get like a Boomer, to work and with and Boomer
1: and Carton, Boomer and Geo, they don't count because you work with us all the time, right? Who have you enjoy like Chris Moore? I'm I, like someone I, yeah, like that.
2: I always have always have fun with Semo, and that even went on on the network side when he was with Brian Jones on CBS Sports Radio. We would always bust each other's chops. I had a good. T- I always had fun working with those guys.
1: Who do you dis no? I'm just kidding.
2: <laughs> no, 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 no.
1: I can tell you my guy Steve Summers.
2: <laughs> you know, I I I don't get to see Steve much Me anymore. Neither. Um and it's an it's definitely an interesting experience. So I do enjoy when I
1: cross paths with him. Now hold on a second. Andrew in Wappinger's Falls. You are up with Jerry and Chris. What's up, Andrew?
0: Oh, what's up, guys?
1: How are you?
3: Good. Um, I just want to bring up something. I'm not sure if the listeners know. Uh, I cut cable, as most people do. So we have Hulu Live now. We pay it $50 a month. We got it because it has SNY, yes. Uh, I'm a big Mets fan. No MSG, but the Knicks aren't any good anyway. So <laughs> I, I like basketball. So the Nets are on last night. I'm like, all right, let me put Yes Network on. No Yes Network. So I told my wife, there's no Yes. So she Googles it. They're in a contract dispute. Oh. Hulu Live has dropped the Yes Network.
2: Yeah. yeah. I think so there's, there's only one.
3: Whatever. And that's what it is. But the Yankees, that's a premium team. Yeah. I mean, people are cutting cable, you know?
1: Yeah. The, you <laughs> know, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this, Andrew. How long have you done this for without the well, cable?
3: Uh, about a year.
1: And you see, I did this, uh, I guess it was three years ago, and I went with PlayStation View, which I thought was a great service. Unfortunately, they discontinued it. I don't know why. But the one complaint I had was at night, it just buffered too much. And I felt like the cable, because you got to get your internet from somewhere. And I felt like the cable company was controlling the, I don't even, I don't know what the right technical words are, but they were controlling the power I had, I guess. Of the Wi-Fi, and during the day, no issues. But I found watching and streaming at night was really not a great experience. I guess you have not had that problem.
3: I no, I haven't had that problem. I think that's more of like how your internet is.
1: But right, but that's that's my point. You got it. I'm assuming you get your internet from a cable company, no?
3: Well, oh, what about the fact though, that they're sorry they haven't dropped their prices and they dropped the premium sports network. The only reason. We got that service was because it carries those two sports channels. Like, we had cable and it was $200 a month. We moved into a house, we're like, all right, no go. So, we wanted to pay less. Understood. And $50 a month. But now you're dropping that premium sports channel. Yeah, know? well,
1: and here's the thing, and this is why I had PlayStation View, Andrew. Appreciate the call. Uh, PlayStation View had all of them. It was the one, like, one thing Alan and I always talk about. Whether it's been the podcast, the warm-up show has been how these streaming services, no one really has figured it out in totality. Like the cable stay, like the cable networks. I think have. that's, I think that's by design, Jerry. Well, yeah. I mean, you got to pay to get. I understand how it works. I'm just saying it's been complicated to just say I'm going to cut the cord because yes. it's hard to find the one system that has everything. Because no, there isn't one that did, does. Yeah, but it's gone now, and it's gone. Right. And so that's an issue. And when you're going to say I'm going to save money, well, guess what? You're going to have to part with certain things because yes. they don't have it all. I've recently just cut
2: myself. Um, so I'm just brand new to the live TV streaming world.
1: So and what service are you using? I currently
2: have FUBO, which I'm very pleased with. Now so they far. have
1: MSG, correct? They do. They
2: have everything except yes. So do they have
1: CBS sports network. They
2: do. Yes.
1: But they don't have yes. Correct. You're a Yankee fan.
2: I'm a Yankee fan. So now the nice thing about these streaming options, as you know, is there are no contracts, right? So you can edit, there's no equipment involved. True. So you can change, you know, every day, every week if you want. So I wanted to make this change to save myself some money in the short term. Now, the thing with yes is they've dropped and there's only available on one streaming service right now. Which is? AT&T TV Now. That's it. And really? it has something to do with. So they're they are owned by a bunch of different companies. Yes, there's like a right. there's like a split. There's four or five of them, I think, maybe six. Um, and and w- with what they made a some sort of media deal, and they got roped in with somebody who's now I think trying to control the streaming options. So they've dropped off a bunch of these different platforms. <clears throat> and as he mentioned, the caller there, there is some disputes that have gone on, and that's why some of the streaming services had to drop them. So I'm very curious to see what the what the landscape will look like when we get to spring training in the beginning of the season. It's right. one of those things where right that becomes the deadline. Time gets And tight. maybe things change. So I'm kind of waiting to see what happens there. But for now, I'm pleased with what I have, and I'll just wait and see what things look like come
1: you know March and April. All right, one final break. We'll wrap things up next. Sal joins me at the top of the hour on The Fan. Right now, a Radio.com Sports Minute
0: with Zach Elb.
1: It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. All right, welcome back. Final warm-up segment of 2020. Thank God. Uh, (laughs) Nets beat the Hawks 145-141 in regulation. That was not an overtime game. Pretty wild. And then, of course, Week 17 in the NFL. The Jets season mercifully ends this weekend, as we know, against the Patriots. Giants play the Cowboys. The winner will win the division if Philadelphia beats Washington on Sunday night. What else you got, Chris?
2: Boomer's not pleased with you guys, by the way.
1: Yeah, you know what bothered me? I saw that tweet this morning, actually, about the whole, sorry if we didn't like the gift thing. The foie gras. Which could not be further from the truth. We actually sat here and gushed about the gift. How it was, I mean, the basket was full of great things. There was one thing in it that we didn't like. Who I mean, you know, the idea that we didn't like the gift is not true. I didn't like, you know, like I send Giannotti uh, and his family you know, like brownies and cookies and all that stuff. I guarantee you there was a cookie in that basket that sucked. That doesn't mean he didn't like the gift. Right.
2: I guess the, the the difference here is he didn't bring the cookie in and you know make a display out of it and have Zoo eat it and then you know vomit it up in the in the control room.
1: There were no joke. There were probably seventy five things in that basket. Wow. Seventy four of them in the were boomer off basket the, or what yes. you sent to Gio? No, in the boomer basket. Wow. I mean, it was awesome. There was one thing in it that I'm not interested in. I, okay. I didn't think we made an example of anything. We Interesting were having fun that with
2: this was a more of a quantity over quality thing. Yet he got the foie gras in there, which is really considered the delicacy, and that was the one thing you guys didn't really. But care But he
1: to. should know. At this point, we're not into foie gras, foie gras, or whatever it's called. Foie gras. Give us ham and cheese. <laughs> <laughs> cheese and, and a cracker <laughs> and we're happy so i yeah, i saw that this morning i was really surprised mm. that he had that take on it boomer was busy
2: yesterday